it took time. I laugh because in my head, what I thought would happen is I would sit down on my computer at the 2nd of January and I'd write a post on LinkedIn and say, hi, everyone, just to let you know, I've started this new business and I'm becoming a mentor and here's my offer. And then what I expected was for the internet to come to a grinding halt from the tsunami of requests. And I'd have to like beat people off with a stick. I'm like, sorry, I'm too busy. I can't work with you. Didn't happen at all. Of course, we know that. But in my head, I thought it would work that way. Oh, how naive, despite the fact that I've done this for 15 years, I was back then. Hello and welcome to episode 12 of How Not To Run A Business. It's me, your host, Jeremy Jacobs, and you can breathe a sigh of relief. I am back. Of course, you can probably sense sarcasm in my voice, but if you've been a regular listener of How Not To Run A Business, and I thank you so much, then you may have noticed that I had taken an unscheduled break for two months why, I hear you ask, why did you leave us alone for 12 months without sharing your wisdom and knowledge with the world? Well, I've been moving home. I left my home of nine years to move in with my now fiance. Congratulations, us. And I decided it was very important for me to create space to do that. So I didn't do all the things I said I would do, like batch record content and be all super organized i literally just stopped releasing episodes and i have another episode which i'm waiting to release but i'm just waiting for approval from the person i interviewed and it will all make sense when the episode comes out but for now we're breaking with tradition so normally i would do an interview and then a solo episode and then an interview and a solo episode but this is a solo episode I hope you enjoyed my last one where I got quite soapboxy and sweary and said dick a lot. I really enjoyed releasing that episode. It was very cathartic for me. So I'm going to talk today about one year on. I realized that this week is one year on since I decided to close my business. And I can't believe how fast time has flown by. One of my intentions for this podcast is to show up and share the reality, the truth, the honesty around what it takes to run a business. If you know me, you'll know that I've been running my own businesses for 15 years. So I have quite a lot of experience about what it takes to be an entrepreneur and run a business. And I've been listening to a lot of podcasts from various subjects over the last few months and really trying to understand what it is that I enjoy about the podcasts I listen to. And the thing that I enjoy the most is podcast hosts who show up a real, honest, get emotional, upset, angry, swear, and they're just themselves. And that's what I want to bring to these conversations. And that is why I record these podcast episodes because... That is what I want to provide to you, an honest, real take about what it means to be an entrepreneur. And sometimes I share lots of wisdom and useful tips, and I interview people that share lots of wisdom and useful tips, or they share their honest story. And I think it's nice to have a combination of all of those lovely things. So today's episode is about one year on. I haven't prepared for this episode 
at all. Got the mic out. Sat down. Going to talk at you for the next 15, 20 minutes. Maybe shorter, maybe longer. Who knows? I am coming to you from my most hilarious podcast studio. So when I moved out of my house, I had a sofa, which was very, by the time I moved out, it was quite old. And it had to be taken apart and put back together to get into the property. And so I took the decision that I was going to get rid of it. So I thought, well, how can I recycle this? So I have fashioned a, mm, could you call it a podcast studio? I don't know. It's basically a large cardboard box that has been lined with the remnants of my old sofa. It's even got little doors, padded doors. It's it, When I say doors, I'm sticking my head inside a cardboard box, basically. But it works really well, I think. Do you think I'm in a podcast studio? I think I sound like I'm in a podcast studio. So I'm going to put a picture of it on my social media because I do think it's quite hilarious. Anyway, I digress. So it's been a year since I decided to close my business. And reflecting back, I'm quite surprised about two things. Firstly, how different I feel from when I closed my business. And secondly, how long it's taken and is taking to come to terms with the closure of my business. I am a naturally resilient person. I am naturally someone who doesn't dwell on things, is very much pick up, carry on to a certain degree. And that serves me in some ways because I'm able to get on with stuff and move on quite quickly, which serves me very well running a business because that's what you have to do sometimes. And there's another side of me where I recognize that being resilient and moving on quickly doesn't serve me as a human and an individual that has feelings and emotions. And I am working with a fantastic therapist at the moment to dig into all of that. And so a year on, I find myself in a much better place for a number of different reasons. If you've heard my original podcast episodes, or you've heard me talk about me closing my business and talking about failure, then you'll understand that it is a traumatic experience to take the decision to close your business, even if you made that decision rather than it being made for you, because I took the decision to close my business for me and my mental health and what I wanted in life. And I decided that actually this business wasn't working for me. I didn't want to be doing it anymore. And so I took a step to change my life. It was fucking uncomfortable and very, very challenging and also very empowering. I remember when I took the decision to close, I was stood on the beach in Hove walking my dog Biff. And I recognized that I didn't want to do it anymore. And I gave myself permission to stop. And I communicated that with the people close to my life, my partner and my mum, who had run my business with for 13 years, and said, I'm closing, I'm done. And in that moment, there was this flash of 
optimism and excitement and a sense of freedom. And that was the last time I saw that for probably about 10 or 11 months. I took the rest of the year off. So this decision happened in September, I'll give you a timeline. I closed, started that process straight away, and I'm going off memory, which isn't too great at the moment. Probably around mid to late October was when I locked up and walked away. And then I decided to take the rest of the year off until January and took some holiday, went away, and imagine this. This is probably the best way to describe it. Imagine you're driving down the motorway at 70 miles an hour and you slam your foot on the brakes. That's what it felt like. It felt like this juddering halt of life. And it was really uncomfortable because I spent the rest of the year basically not knowing what to do with myself. It was fine in the sense that I chilled, I relaxed, but I had all these grand plans like, oh, I'm going to go running every day, I'm going to the gym, like all these wonderful things that I wanted to do. Did I do any of that? Nope. I waded through life. I think that's probably the best way of describing it till the end of the year. I'm very grateful and recognize that I'm very privileged to be able to take that time off and I know that there are a lot of people out there that don't have that opportunity. And for me personally, it was a very challenging time. It wasn't as challenging as when I started again. And what I mean by that is starting a new business, a new career, a new way of being, a new lifestyle, new patterns of behavior, all of these things that was the toughest time and it has been for many many months probably about six months i used to talk on clubhouse and talk on social media and people would ask me the question what would you do if you wanted to transition from working in a full-time job to starting your business and i would always say make sure you have enough money in the bank to last you six months minimum to enable you to have that breathing space and funnily enough, six months is what it took for me to go from starting a completely new business, no brand. I mean, people knew that I ran a business and I'd done a fair amount of mentoring for free over the years. And now I'm creating a whole new identity, a whole new brand, a whole new career. It took time. I laugh because in my head, what I thought would happen is I would sit down on my computer at the 2nd of January and I'd write a post on LinkedIn and say, hi, everyone, just to let you know, I've started this new business and I'm becoming a mentor and here's my offer. And then what I expected was for the internet to come to a grinding halt from the tsunami of requests and I'd have to like beat people off with a stick. I'm like, sorry, I'm too busy. I can't work with you didn't happen at all of course we know that but in my head I thought it would work that way oh how naive despite the fact that I've done this for 15 years I was back then only what we now end of August so what nine months ago eight months eight months ago and so this year has been 
challenging and also exciting and also awesome. But it's taken time. It's taken a lot of time to get to where I am now. I set some financial goals in terms of my first point of where I wanted to achieve. And I've hit those now, which is fantastic. It's been a lot slower than what I would like. And there's a whole conversation around why that is. Things to do with, you know, work. people talk about work-life balance like it's this idea that you've got to balance life with work i mean your work is your life or it should be it is part of life right it's all life at the end of the day but for me it was slowing down one of the reasons why i decided to close the business was that i wanted for my business to work for me me not to work for my business that is what i had when i had the food manufacturing business and now that i've got a lot of clients that i'm working with of various different stages what i'm seeing consistently is they're a subject matter expert they have an expertise in say marketing or in design or in whatever um, industry they're working in and they go i don't want to work for someone anymore i'm going to go and do this for myself and then they set up this business or oh, they become a freelancer, self-employed, whatever version they choose. And then they go, oh, I'm just literally doing the same job without a boss. Now I'm a sh- I've am i got a shit ton more responsibility and I've got to find the income. And now I've got to deal with every aspect of my business from sales to marketing to HR to operations to client servicing to, you know, the long list of things that we have to do when we are running our own business. And then they go, oh shit, this is not what I wanted. And then they're left in this situation, which either they can't handle and they don't want to do anymore, which is fair enough, or they go around in circles and they get stuck and stressed and you might as well just go and get a full-time job. And so for me, it was incredibly important to make sure that my business worked for me and not work for my business. And that is where I'm at right now. Like, I have a lot of flexibility. I have a lot of freedom. I'm doing something I absolutely love. And I'm getting paid well for it. I'm very, very happy. Um, I've got engaged. I've moved in with my fiancé. Every aspect of my life right now is working well. Will it continue like that forever? Probably not. And has it been that way for a very, very long time? Fuck no. But it's been a very long journey to get here. I have experienced many ups and downs. I have been in a very vulnerable place for quite a lot of this year. I remember having conversations with people in my social network, my business network. I was so unsure about what I was doing and I was so scared that it wasn't going to work and as someone who's run a business for 15 years it feels uncomfortable to say that out loud but that is the truth because there's a lot about business or my new business which is new and there's some areas that I recognize that I wasn't very strong in or I didn't feel comfortable or I didn't enjoy doing that I had to learn. And actually, the biggest one was sales and business development. My business before, a lot of the business we got was through things like Google Ads, social media, and also word of mouth. 
So there's not a lot of effort there. People would come to us. We'd do big tenders, all this sort of stuff. And so I avoided sales and business development like the plague. And then I promised myself when I closed my business, I would do many things. But one of the most important things was to look at the behaviors and the patterns and the ways of being that I had exhibited in my previous business and go to work on transforming those and changing those. And the biggest area was sales and marketing. I threw myself in head first. I harassed anyone who had any form of sales training or background to ask some questions, have a call with them. I threw myself in all kinds of training, listening to podcasts, like anything that I could get my hands on to understand how to set up a sales process how to have a discovery call, how to speak to people, what the questions to ask, how to follow up, how to, you know, all of these things, write good proposals. I mean, I was pretty good at writing proposals um, before for my previous business, but all these aspects, dealing with objections, all of this stuff. And what I realized was the more knowledgeable I came about the processes that I needed to follow or the systems I had in place and the more I had a structure to follow the easier it got there was also some mindset work for me to do on myself in terms of understanding why I hate rejection so much why I take things so personally I remember my partner um, saying to me we were driving home one day and I was talking about how I was struggling with the whole sales and business development and he said to me try not to take it personally and I said, I'm selling myself. I'm selling me. How can I not take that personally? He has a point, of course, but in that moment, I couldn't see it. And actually, that is one of the biggest lessons I've learned this year is that just because someone says no, it doesn't mean that you're shit. It doesn't mean you don't do a good job. It doesn't mean anything about you. It might, to a certain extent, but mostly it's to do with they're not the right fit. They're not looking right now. There's there's a whole world of reasons why they may not value what you're selling at the price you're selling it at. But it doesn't mean that what you're doing and what you're selling and what you can offer people isn't valid and good and worth what you believe you should be paid for. Absolutely not. So the truth is that this last year has been, without a doubt, the most challenging and the most liberating time of my life. When I decided to close my business, what I recognized was how intertwined my identity was with my business. I was Ray's Bakery. I was the Cupcake Man. And it took a lot to be able to step back from that, to acknowledge that it wasn't working for me and that I didn't want to do it anymore. And I wanted to do other things with my life. And it was uncomfortable because whilst running the business in a pandemic was very uncomfortable, it was pretty known. I'd been through this a few times before with adversity and breakdowns and things like that. So I actually felt in quite a comfortable space. So to step outside of that, even though there was plenty of opportunity for me, it was still deeply uncomfortable. But... Is it the best decision I've made in my life? Hell yeah. Because I honoured what I needed for myself. And that is one of the other lessons I learned. You have got one life. 
Yes, you've got dependents. Yes, you've got people you care about. Yes, you've got responsibilities. That's all true. And putting yourself first is not selfish. It's not inconsiderate. Of course, there should be consideration to other people, but I'm a firm believer in you've got to live your life for you. You don't want to be at the end of your life looking back with regret. And is it easy? Is it comfortable? Are people going to get upset? Are going to people judge you? Are people going to ask questions? Yes, they are. Of course they are, because we are humans and we're judgmental. But the people that care about you and love you in your life will respect, honour and support you in whatever decision you make. They may not agree with it, but they will. So, you know, that was a really interesting reflection for me was because all of the people that I trust and that are close to me in my life all congratulated me when I told them I'm closing my business because they know me, they know what I've been through and they also understand that it was the best thing for me. I had a few people in my life who didn't get upset but they questioned what are you going to do? Are you going to be okay? And of course that comes from a place of love. So I hope this has been insightful because I haven't heard many people have a conversation about what it's like to close a business. I certainly haven't heard anyone talk about, apart from Simon Waterfall, who was on my podcast a few episodes ago, and that was an incredibly insightful conversation. He's an awesome human being. You should definitely listen to that episode. There's few of us that actually come out and talk about closing our business for fear of shame or judgment. I've learned more lessons about myself personally, about me professionally, but also about business in the last year than I guarantee you anyone who hasn't closed a business ever will. It's been the most liberating, inspiring, empowering. God, I said inspiring by myself. How narcissistic. I'll try that again. It's been the most empowering, inspiring challenging uncomfortable journey and I'm still on it right it's been a year there's still a lot to learn but I can say today that I'm in a place where I am happy for now I'm grateful for what I've got and what I've learned and what I've lost and there's still more to learn but I can guarantee there's going to become a point in my life again where things will be very challenging but for today I'm grateful for what I've got so I'm going on holiday next week so I will be taking another break, but this time it's not on schedule because I told you about it, if you got this far into the podcast episode. So thank you so much for listening as always. I really appreciate your time. I appreciate your support. I will be back after my holiday, probably about a few kilos heavier and hopefully a little bit more relaxed. So until next time, thanks for listening. Thank you so much for listening in today. I hope you've enjoyed this conversation. This has been How Not to Run a Business with your host, me, Jeremy Jacobs. If you like this conversation and you want to hear more, then make sure you follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. And whilst you're there, if you want to leave me a review, I would really appreciate it. If you'd like to connect with me online, you can do so on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook. And my profile name is Jeremy Jacobs UK. Or you can check out my website, which is jeremyjacobs.co.uk. So once again, thank you so much for listening. And until next time, keep on trying, keep on failing, keep on succeeding.